0: This is the Everyday AI Show, the everyday podcast where we simplify AI and bring its power to your fingertips. Listen daily for practical
1: advice to boost your career, business, and everyday life. I think most people have OpenAI's Sora all wrong. So if you don't know
0: much about it, OpenAI, last week, just released a new text-to-video model called Sora, and it is extremely impressive. And everyone has been collectively talking about just that, how impressive the video is. But there's something larger at work here that I don't really see anyone talking about. We're going to talk about that today and more on Everyday AI. Welcome. What's going on, everyone? My name's Jordan Wilson, and I'm the host of Everyday AI. Everyday AI, it's its for you. It's your daily live stream, podcast, and free daily newsletter, helping everyday people learn and leverage generative AI. Um, so if you haven't already, make sure to go to youreverydayai.com and sign up for the free daily newsletter. So every single day, we not only go over what's happening in the world of AI news, We cover kind of uh, new tools, fresh finds from across the internet, but we also break down uh, each and every podcast conversation in pretty great detail by me, a human, writing this for other humans, right? So we tell you not just what's going on in the world of AI, but uh, a a topic each and every day on how you can learn and leverage what we're talking about. Uh, I, I tell people it is a free generative AI university. No matter what you care about, you can go on our website, you can go listen and watch to now more than 210 uh, different podcasts, episodes, videos, et cetera, and go read every single newsletter we've ever written. So it is, I, I still don't know any other source, any other single source that has more free generative AI education across every single medium. It's actually wild how much uh, content we have there. So <clears throat> before we get to that topic on what's actually the larger impact of OpenAI's Sora, let's start as we do every single day by going over the AI news. All right, so let's start with SCALE-AI and the U.S. Department of Defense are joining forces. So SCALE-AI and the U.S. Department of Defense are partnering to develop a comprehensive test and evaluation framework for the responsible use of large language models within the the Department of Defense. So this framework will allow the DOD to deploy AI safely and accurately in military applications. Uh, this partnership between Scale AI and the DoD will create ben- benchmark tests tailored specifically to DoD use cases to measure LLM performance and provide real-time feedback for war use. So uh, pretty pretty big news there, worth, worth taking a, a look at. Next, Google has released a new AI feature, and just like Gemini Ultra 1.5, this one is also a limited release. Uh, So Google is introducing a new feature called Shop with Google AI that allows users to search for products and generate AI-inspired outfit variations in a single click. That's interesting. So this will enhance the user experience by providing personalized and effortless shopping options, and it will obviously be driving a lot more business and growth for retailers partnering with Google. So right now, this is just slowly rolling out to a select few users inside the google search app so uh hey holler at us if you have access i kind of want to know right can i use ai to just make myself dress better that's what it sounds like all right and last but not least the internet has all at once fallen in love with a large language model that is not new uh so it it, this could be a valentine's day hangover but internet users have all seemingly fallen in love with an older large language model named grok at the same time so let me just say this out loud. This is Grok uh, with a K, or, or sorry, not the Grok with a K. See, it's so confusing. Uh, so, so Twitter has their Grok with a K. This is Grok with a Q, okay? So Grok is actually a California-based semiconductor company. So Grok with a Q <laughs> is a generative AI solutions company that has developed a unique technology called LPU, which is Language Processing Unit. Um, and this is their interface engine, and it's designed to accelerate the processing of large language models. So the reason why I think everyone is all of a sudden in the last 24 hours sharing about this on social media is because last week uh, Grok with a Q won the uh, won a large language model benchmarking competition. Uh, So now the internet is all at the same time going wild over it. And yes, uh, you should check it out. It is very impressive. And uh, essentially by using this um, kind of LPU, language processing unit uh, technology, versus the general GPU uh, technique that all other large language models are using, it can generate text-based output much faster, right? Is the quality there? You know, maybe, you you know, it just runs other, uh, it runs other local models such as, you know, models from Meta. So, you know, it, the, the quality is really just obviously dependent on what model that you're using, but the speed is wild. So yeah, it's worth checking out. So we'll be uh, sending a link and probably a, a video of that so you can just see it in our newsletter. So make sure if you haven't already, go to youreverydayai.com and sign up for that free daily newsletter. All right, that's the intro. Now I'm excited for today. I'm very excited for today to talk about OpenAI Sora and, and the larger impact that no one is really talking about. And hey, to our live stream audience, thank you so much. If You're listening on the podcast. Come join us live. It's a good time. You know, you can network. That's the good thing. There's a lot of networking happening happening in our comments uh, here at Everyday uh, AI with our daily live stream. So you can come and connect with you know Tara, who's joining us here from Nashville, and Dr. Harvey Castro, a top voice in AI. Uh, Rolando, thank you for joining us. Nancy and Jay Douglas, everyone, excited to have you all on here. Uh, but hey, I want to know right now what are your thoughts? You know, before I get too deep, and I'm going to tell you right off the bat. All right. So if you're on if you're on a limited uh, you know time schedule here, and you're like, all right, Jordan, get to the point. I'm going to tell you right away. Don't worry, I'm not going to drag you on for 20 or 30 minutes. Uh, but I want to know from our live stream audience specifically what do you think of OpenAI's Sora? All right. So. Let me just, before we get there, ask one more question. And I want to know from everyone who's joining us live, give me a yes or a no, or if you're joining us on the podcast, I always leave in the show notes, you know, in the episode description, you can email me, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I I read all your emails, all your messages. Sometimes it just takes a minute, Uh, but let me know, should Hot Take Tuesday, this is Hot Take Tuesday, right? Every Tuesday I come with a hot take, you know, something that's uh, outside of the normal AI news or bringing on guests, which is what we do the rest of the week. Should this be a call-in show? Right. So the, the software we use to stream uh called StreamYard, there's there's a feature where we can kind of have a little waiting room and you can call in, just like this was um, you know, an AM radio show, right? And you can call in with your opinion. So uh shout out to uh t- to Nisiani who, who dropped this uh recommendation uh yesterday. Should we do that for Tuesday? Should you come on and you know you can you can join and uh, you know, we'll have someone kind of quote unquote, take your call, um, you, you know, in the waiting room and you can wait in line to come in and, and drop your hot take. Let me know. Yes or no. Does that sound fun or is it too early in the morning for for, for you to come with some spicy hot takes? I want to know. Um, you know, let me know. Yes or no. Should should this be a call in or should this just be a, a random, uh, a random rant from me? All right. Woozy says do it. Old school radio style. I love I love some. So just call in radio AM, right? All right, let's get cooking. It is hot take Tuesday. I promise you, we're going to deliver. So let's just go over the facts, and then I'm getting straight to the end point. All right, so Sora is a new text to video model from OpenAI, and it is very impressive. All right, it is very impressive. But let's just go ahead and tell you the three things that you need to know
1: that are about the larger impact that, and two of them are things that no one is talking about. I'm sure maybe someone is somewhere. I can't find anyone.
0: Ready? Here's here's three things that you need to know, and two, that no one is talking about. So one, Sora is light years ahead of any other text-to-video platform right now. So including Runway, Pika Labs, And also, Meta and Google have previewed their new text-to-video, right? So, uh, Meta's Emu video and Google's Lumiere, all right? It's also worth noting right now out of the five that I just mentioned. So, OpenAI Sora, uh, Runway, Gen 2 Pika Labs 1.0, Meta's Emu, and Google's Lumiere. Only two of them are publicly available right now. So, only Runway and Pika Labs, right? So, OpenAI Sora is not publicly available. However, people do have access. So kind of red teamers are those people putting it through safety precautions in a select group of visual artists. So yes, it is technically kind of out there, but not really. The only ones publicly available for all of us are Runway and Pika. But OpenAI Sora is, it's in its own. I I, I, I would say even to put it, to say it's in its own category is doing it injustice. It is in its own sphere. You can't compare. At least early results you, you, you literally cannot compare the quality of, of these products. All right, so that's number one, and we're going to talk about that more. Number two, the timing of Sora with all that's been going on in February at OpenAI means that AGI
1: is near. Artificial general intelligence is closer than we all think. Yeah, Hot Take Tuesday. We're
0: bringing we're bringing some fire, and you know I got receipts. Stick around, right? And then number three, I don't think anyone will catch the combination of OpenAI and Microsoft. All right, and I'm going to lay out, you know, a couple scenarios. But I think that they that Sora and what Sora means specifically as it as it comes to artificial general intelligence AGI, right? If you don't know much about AGI, I'm going to get into it here in a minute. But that's essentially when, um, you know, when AI systems become smarter than the average human or the smartest humans at general things. Right? You already have narrow kind of AGI or or narrow AI that's outperforming humans in specific tasks. But AGI is when okay when these AI systems are better
1: than most humans at general tasks. I think we're closer than we think, and I don't think anyone right now, is able to catch
0: the combination of OpenAI and Microsoft, right? Uh, Microsoft uh, reportedly owns 49% of OpenAI with a large, many, many billion dollar investment in the company. Um, I don't think anyone's going to catch them. I really don't. I'm going I'm, I'm to lay down a couple scenarios in which it could happen, but it's an unfair advantage right now. All right, so let's get to those three things. I cut them down. Sora's light years ahead, number one. Number two, the timing of this means AGI is near. And number three, I don't think anyone will catch OpenAI and Microsoft. So let's let's look at number one. Let's look at number one first, right? Um, And if you're joining us on the podcast, I apologize. You're not going to be able to see this very well. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to show some examples. All right, so make sure to check the show notes. You can come see this. Um, I'm sure other people have done this, but I took... Uh, four different clips from OpenAI's Sora, okay? The good thing that I liked in their research paper, OpenAI um, allows you to download their uh, results as well as see the prompt that they use to generate these results, all right? But there's a lot more that goes on behind the scenes than than just that, right? Um, We don't know how many attempts, right? Because if you've used something like Runway or Pika Labs, like I have, sometimes, you know, the 10th attempt is better than the first, right? Or sometimes after 20 attempts, you'll get something you're like, oh, this is much better than the first attempt. So we don't know kind of the process um, of how OpenAI generated this, or it could have just been, yeah, here's literally one prompt, copy and paste, one shot. It could be, all right? But I'm gonna go ahead for our live stream audience anyways, and I'm gonna share, all right? I'm gonna share this video that I did, took the exact same prompt, downloaded the videos from OpenAI. So we have OpenAI first, and then we have Runway Gen 2. All right? And I want you all to see it, and I want to hear all of your thoughts as well. I'm going to do some light narration here just to tell you what's going on. All right, so our first one here, we have woolly mammoths uh, walking through the snow. And again, first, we have OpenAI. And second, we have Runway. So with OpenAI's, it is fantastic. So here we go. The video is playing. It looks somewhat real, right? No one knows what a woolly mammoth actually looks like. And then we have Runway uh, version two. It doesn't look bad, Runway Gen 2, but you'll see some of these woolly mammoths are kind of walking backwards. Some are missing limbs, where the one from OpenAI is, is pretty is pretty sound. It's pretty solid. All right. And then we have OpenAI's uh, Sora model with this kind of uh, astronaut uh, theatrical, you know, wearing these red hats on another planet. OpenAI is fantastic. Also, I'm going to pause here. And I'm going to say one thing that's worth noting that I should have started at the top of the show is what you can produce, allegedly, right? A minute, a minute of video in OpenAI with a single prompt. And you'll see in this example here, this kind of uh, astronaut red hat example from Sora, it actually cuts to multiple shots, which is something that right now you cannot do in Runway Gen 2 without regenerating, right? So you have a minute. Right, so OpenAI Sora creates a minute of video with uh, splicing in times, multiple shots together. Sometimes it doesn't. I'm sure there's ways to control that. And with Runway Gen 2 and all the other AI video models, right now it's essentially four seconds. You can kind of stitch them together and extend it. Um, you, you know, there's kind of some workarounds so you can get maybe up to 16 seconds, but it's all kind of the same. Uh, so. Open AI's, uh, Sora model, great. Runway Gen 2 didn't do that good, right? It's just a random, random guy here in a motorcycle helmet, not really moving, nothing very theatrical. All right, then we have our Sora. This is supposed to be a drone shot over a uh, kind of like a gold mining town from back in the day. And Sora looks pretty nice. It's pretty smooth. It does just that. Runway Gen 2 uh, you know, it has a similar look and feel, but if you look at the uh the subjects of the image, uh it looks like maybe two horses and one person, but if you look, uh kind of the person or the horse morphs into something else at the end. Not super cinematic, doesn't really seem like a drone shot. All right, and then our last one here OpenAI's Sora. It is a close up, uh it is supposed to be a close up of a woman's eye, kind of her her stare. The the detail on this one is mind boggling. Uh I, I wish I had more words this early in the morning to describe uh, this, this one from OpenAI's Sora. But you can see the, oh gosh, I mean, the details of the eyelashes, the details of the skin, the lighting, right, from the pupil. There is a reflection in the pupil within even the reflection in the pupil seemingly has correct composition. This is, this is wild. This video is wild, right? And then in Runway Gen 2, uh, that, you, you know, to Runway's credit here, this doesn't look real, um, but it's actually a pretty decent shot on this last one from Runway, right? You don't get the detail, but you do get a woman, her her skin tone is, is very, um, looks kind of AI generated, I guess. It looks either like very AI generated, the skin tones are too smooth, but there are some nice shadows. Uh, there's some nice uh, lighting going on with this last one from Runway. So it's actually not too bad from Runway. All right. But long story short, if you if if you're not going to watch this one, the comparisons are that's that's apples in 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 basketball, right? We're not comparing apples and apples. We're not comparing apples and banana chips. We're not comparing apples and fruit. Um, Sora is in another sphere. It's not even in the same category, right? I have a little bit of a background. I talk about this sometimes in, in MarTech communications, but a lot of times that involved creating videos, right? Created a lot of video in my day. So I, I, I have a decent eye, you know, more than, more than the average person. I've spent probably more than a thousand hours safely, I would say multiple thousands of hours, either shooting or editing or, you know, video production. Um, it's not close. It's, 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 it's not even fair. How far ahead for a first-generation model, right, for a first-generation model, which is what OpenAI's Sora is, it should not be this good, right? And that's going to lead us to our second point. You know, even if you want to go back and look, when ChatGPT came out, right, so when ChatGPT came out, GPD 3.5, the world was shook. I was not impressed, if I'm being honest. Because our team had been using the GPT technology for three years. And I thought at the time of its release, uh, if you wanted to use the GPT technology to create text from text, right, so a text-to-text prompt, I didn't think ChatGPT was even a top-two option. At the time, I thought uh, what was then called Jarvis, what is now called Jasper, was better. I thought copy AI was better. So even open AI, right, which they're known for their now, I think they're really well known for chat GPT and kind of text to text and multimodal with text. It wasn't even a, I don't think, a, a top use of its own technology at the time, right? The same thing when Dall-E, you know, if you look at Dall-E 3, Dall-E 3, if I'm being honest, is not, I would say in the top three. Maybe it's in the top three, right? But MidJourney is so far ahead of everyone else then you have uh, stabilities, uh, you know, Image Generation. You have uh, Leonardo. You have some other great products. Is Dolly top three? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they're number three or number four, but they're not number one, right? So when you look at OpenAI's first iteration or first attempt at something, it's usually not
1: mind, mind-boggling. The Sora model is mind-boggling. I don't understand what this means
0: for the future of creative, we're going to have another show on that because that's not what this is about. That's what everyone else is talking about. We'll talk about this. Let me just say this. It is going to be extremely difficult for the average human to understand what is real and what's not, right? Because we always thought, oh, okay, well, you know, on photos, you know, if you look at a photo long enough, I think it's actually kind of easier on photos because it's still And you can inspect it, right? And you can look at the fingers. Oh, are there six fingers, right? Or, oh, is the arm bent in a weird way? With video, I mean, some of this video looks so smooth, right? And how your brain processes things, it is much harder. If the quality passes a bar, if it's a yes or no, if the quality passes a bar, it is much harder to detect AI video than it is in AI images. And because we've had this long period, over the last probably year now, where AI images have been good enough to almost pass for real. So, you know, people out there on social media, your average consumer, et cetera, we've, we've been exposed to this um, in a large scale. And we've had time for our brains to kind of rewire things and to first see something and be like, oh, okay, is that AI image? Is that an AI image? Maybe. There's no warning sign. There's no ramp up here with OpenAI. It is with, with, with Sora. It is entirely too powerful. Yes, there's still some instances where, you know, you could clearly tell, right? But if you can, in one prompt, create a minute video, and maybe you generate it two or three times, I can guarantee, the the at least from samples we're seeing so far, the majority of that one minute, if you cut it up, no one's going to be able to tell. This is coming from someone again. I've spent thousands of hours in video, photo, production. You're not going to be able to tell. And this is the first model. My gosh, wild times, y'all! Yeah, what Juan is saying here. Juan, thanks for joining us. Uh, Juan says, "Wow, that's a huge difference between Sora and Runway Gen 2. Definitely lot, a lot more realistic uh, for Sora." Yeah, absolutely. Mind, yeah, mind blown emoji. A lot of mind blown emoji. If you're listening on the uh, podcast. Make sure to check the show notes today, the episode description. We'll leave a link. You got to you gotta watch the side-by-side comparison. All right. It's pretty telling. Hey, here we go. Nancy. Nancy, am I paying you today? Nancy says uh, something. She says, this will have to be a premium add-on because tokens. Yes. All right. We're going to get to tokens and compute because that's a big piece. So let's now talk about number two, which I think is the hottest topic or today's hot top, uh hot take Tuesday. Hey, this is Jordan, the host of Everyday AI. I've spent more than a thousand hours inside ChatGPT and I'm sharing all of my secrets in our free Prime Prompt Polish ChatGPT course that's only available to loyal listeners like you. Here's what Lindy, who works as an educational consultant, said about the PPP course i couldn't figure out why i wasn't getting the results from chat gpt that i needed and wanted and after taking the ppp course i now
1: realized that i was not priming correctly so i will be heading back into chat gpt right now to practice my priming prompting and polishing
0: everyone's prompting wrong and the ppp course fixes that if you want access Go to podpp.com. Again, that's podpp.com. Sign up for the free course and start putting ChatGPT to work for you. I didn't ask for the normal uh, flame emojis, but I saw some. You know, Tara T- Tara wanted me to burn this down. We'll, we'll we'll try to keep it real. That's what we do here. But we bring receipts. All right, so Sora. Sora signals that OpenAI is close to AGI, or maybe it has already
1: achieved it, all right? Y'all, I don't say this lightly. Don't worry, I bring receipts. I bring a paper trail.
0: The fact that this is a first model and for some of the facts that I'm about to lay out, we have to wonder, are we at that point of AGI, right? If you read a lot about AGI like I do, or maybe you don't, uh, a common uh, train of thought around artificial general intelligence, and again, and I'm oversimplifying it here because our our audience is for the everyday people, right? We're not talking to, uh, you know, a, an entire audience of people who you know build uh, machine learning applications on a daily basis. So I'm trying to make this simple to understand. Essentially, artificial general intelligence is different than artificial intelligence. So AGI, this is what OpenAI has been openly working toward for years, right? Meta. And Mark Zuckerberg have recently said that they are openly working toward AGI, right? So AGI is kind of scary. It's unknown, right? And that's essentially what happens to oversimplify things. It's when the AI becomes smarter than us across the board. It's when the AI doesn't necessarily need us. It's when the AI can fix itself and improve itself, right? Essentially, it's when it um, displays intelligence across the general uh, kind of general field of of expertise or a general field of skills, right? So you have something that's called kind of like narrow um, artificial intelligence in general, right? So narrow is fact-based, or, or sorry, kind of more skill set-based, right? And in those instances, and I'm going to have a chart here from DeepMind, a very famous chart at the end to explain it, but essentially in certain tasks, obviously AI is already way outperforming humans. But when we talk about artificial general intelligence (AGI), that's when AI can outperform humans, the average human on a variety of tests all at once, not 10 specific individual, you know, tests, but one AI system. Can it outperform
1: the average human on general tasks? Let's get to receipts here. Let's look at the timeline. All right. The last month, And
0: I've been talking about this a lot. So if you follow the show every day, first of all, thank you. I appreciate you guys. Second of all, you'll know I've kind of hinted at this before. The writing's been on the wall for a while now. And I saved it for a hot take Tuesday. All right. But let's just take a look. In the last month, so Sam Altman has talked multiple times in multiple interviews about the next version of GPT, you know, presumably GPT-5. Uh, Or, you know, who knows, we might see a 4.5 first, but the next version of GPT-4 or GPT-5, Sam Altman has talked multiple times
1: about the increased ability to reason, which leads to AGI implications, right? We've talked about
0: agents here on the show, right? We've known for a long time that OpenAI has been working on agents, but we just saw the first kind of official a uh, report, I believe it was from the information, we'll link it in the uh, in the newsletter, but we saw the first official report on OpenAI's agents, right? And I talk about it here on the show, essentially two different kinds, one that can control your device, whether that's your computer or your phone, we'll see, and another agent that can perform actions on your behalf, right? So it can perform actions on a website or an app, all right? You see how that leads to HEI? Yeah. Can't have AGI without uh, a system being able to perform like a human. All right. So it has to be able to control the device and it has to be able to perform actions on your behalf and it has to have a better model, right? Okay. So we've crossed those two things out. Number one, there's a new model. Number two, it can perform actions like a human.
1: Number three, compute. Compute. Sam Altman. Has,
0: uh, you know, it's been rumored and widely reported. And he even joked about it on Twitter. Uh, I, I still can't call Twitter Axial. It just sounds weird. Uh, so Sam Altman joked, but, you know, it's been reported. He's trying to raise $7 trillion, uh, you know, t- for essentially compute, for energy, for these GPU chips, or for who knows, whatever a chip is after a GPU. He's really doubling, tripling, 10 axing down on compute, on chips, on powering generative AI. All right, so combine those three things. Next model, being better at reasoning, number one, number two, OpenAI's agents, number three, raising $7 trillion for more compute. And then last but not least, OpenAI previewing Sora. All right, so I get what you might be saying. Hey Jordan, you're
1: just a nerd. Sora has nothing to do with AGI. It's video. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's topical. This is not video. Is it video on the surface? Yes. But you have to understand what that means. All right? Let's unwrap that. Shall we? Because I think most people are so blown away. By the output, they're not looking beneath the surface. And y'all, guess what? It is literally right in front of us. All right? So
0: OpenAI released quite a few things all at once when this uh, Sora announcement came out. and We've now seen that there's been a small team working on this for more than a year, all right? But reportedly, a lot of even internal employees at OpenAI just found out about this right before its release last week. So there's been a small team going stealth on this, investing presumably a lot of time, energy, and resources into this project. So most people just stopped and they only looked at the OpenAI page. And they looked at all the videos, right? I was talking about those videos that they downloaded. But there is something, I wouldn't say hidden, but you had to really care to read the research paper. It was a completely separate piece, right? Everyone just went and, you know, oh, you know, all our Billy boys out there that are just trying to, you know, trick you into, you know, reading their newsletter or whatever that's written by AI and they're just selling you crap products. They didn't care to look at this. All right. We do. I'm sure someone else on the internet has, but, you know, this isn't where the conversation is, but you got to read the research paper, y'all. I think I read the research paper before I even downloaded any of the videos and I said, okay. Here's our hot take Tuesday. All right, so let me just let me just read uh, excerpts of this. Okay, so in the research paper, which I recommend you all read, doesn't take a lot. It says video generation models as world simulators. All right, and then I'm going to read the last sentence and one more sentence of this uh, little excerpt from the OpenAI research paper. On Sora. So they said, our results suggest that scaling video generation models is a promising path towards building general purpose simulators of the physical world. One more sentence Sora serves as a foundation for models that can understand and simulate the real world, a capability
1: we believe will be an important milestone for achieving agi okay
0: let me highlight those things one more time in case you're not watching them and you can see them highlighted on my screen openai is calling this world simulators building general purpose simulators of the physical world and they're saying sora serves as a foundation model for models or, sorry, Sora serves as a foundation for models that can understand and simulate the real world, a capability we believe will be an important milestone for achieving
1: AGI. Okay. Guess what, y'all? No other OpenAI releases
0: were this direct about their correlation to AGI. Okay. Not the new version of GPT-4 Turbo, not custom GPTs, not the new memory feature, right, that was released last week, not Lee. none of these things. None of these things did OpenAI draw this strong of a correlation between a, a new product or
1: a new release and AGI. All right, let's continue to unpack and talk about this. So Sora is a
0: world simulator. I'm going to try to remember this and you know actually uh shout out I mean you do have to give um a shout out to Runway here as well. Right because Runway um quite a while ago this is many months ago they kind of introduced what they called general world models and I do believe that in in a similar vein Sora is is kind of um positioning um, or sorry, OpenAI is kind of position, positioning Sora as such, a world simulator. So this is more about understanding how the world works. So we're talking about real world intelligence and three-dimensional physics. Okay? This is not, will it mainly just be used for looking at this cool video I can create with text? Yes. But OpenAI is using it for a much larger purpose. And we're going to get a little bit into the technical aspect here as well. But in short, this is helping OpenAI understand and predict the real world. Let me say that one more time and tie it back to AGI. This helps, Sora of helps OpenAI understand and predict the real world. What does AGI need? It needs to be able to understand how the world works physically, spatially, physics, Relationships between things, etc.
1: Can't do that right now. Can it do that with Sora? Maybe that's what it seems like where we're going.
0: All right. So, again, let's go into more receipts. All right. Let's look at again Sora's research paper for an example on what this real world understanding is.
1: All right. So, if you're joining on the podcast, I'm going to do my best here. But OpenAI, shared three different examples, three different videos in
0: applying different tiers of compute. Again, if you're a machine learning researcher, I mean, yeah, you can email me and tell me how I'm wrong. Again, when I'm talking here on Everyday AI, I try to oversimplify things, okay, so people can understand that. But essentially, think of computes as layers of technology that is applied to something. Okay, so in this example, there's three different videos of a cute little dog playing in the snow, playing in snow, right? So your base level of compute, right? Let's just say if you apply this technology behind Sora on one layer, you can't really tell. You can't really tell. Is it a dog? Is it, uh, in, in, uh, is it the snow morphing into something? You can't tell. It doesn't even look like a dog. You can barely tell anything on a base level of compute. All right, and then you're saying, then they're showing an example of 4X compute, right? So let's just say, so we can eas- easily visualize it, the technology behind Sora, let's just say you stack it times four or you run it through it four times or you apply four times the compute, four times the technology toward it. At this point in the middle here, you have what, you know, looks like a dog, looks like an AI generated dog. You know, this is kind of what we kind of have now I think with the current models, you know, this, you know, you can go look at it. That video looks a little closer. Um, Maybe runway and Pika are a little better, but it looks a little closer to our our current day text to video. So who knows what Pika has cooked up for 2.0 or what runway has cooked up for gen three, but at least right now, and when you look at 32 X compute, that is what is on the right on my screen. Or if you go look at those three videos, that's what it is. So now think of applying that technology 32 times or applying 32 times the compute power behind OpenAI's SOAR technology. Then you get a video that looks pretty real, right? We'll share this one in the newsletter as well, but there's a very famous, uh, you know, famous video. One of the first AI videos that kind of went viral on the internet was Will Smith eating spaghetti, right? And Will Smith just keeps on morphing. And, you know, even in every single frame, everything changes. And, you know, the spaghetti is morphing with his face and his mouth is morphing with his eyes, right? Like it's, it's a mess, right? And that's kind of on the left-hand side here. That's when you look at something like a base compute or a 4X compute in this one specific example, right? But this 32X compute, it looks like real life. But again, think, this is not just for allowing us all to generate hyper-personalized, realistic-looking one-minute videos. This model, and as we use it, right? And as millions of people use it, right? When you use a model, people don't know this. Sometimes you get a split screen and it says, which one's better? You know, there's always a thumbs up or a thumbs down, right? We are training these models. So we are telling OpenAI and we are telling Sora, This is how the world works. This is not correct. This is correct. And as millions of people
1: use this technology, OpenAI gains a better understanding of the world beyond what models
0: currently can comprehend. And it starts with more compute. We need more computes. Here's another thing to keep in mind. Again, I'm speaking in generalities here, but generally, Current large language models, not just ChatGPT, but most large language models, they try to use as few tokens as possible while still giving a good answer, right? But it could use if it wanted to, right? And people, you know, people much smarter than me, you know, have examples of this online. You can get much better responses from current large language models if you can fine tune them to not care about tokens, to not care about memory, right? So the reason why all the big companies do this, it makes sense, right? Because you have to balance cost with with quality, right? But what I'm saying is current models and future models are obviously capable of much, much more. What we get out of them on a daily basis, right? For, for, For most of us, for everyday use, for everyday people, right? I'm not talking about you know, your LLM hackers out there and your uh, machine learning experts. But for the majority of us, what we see out of large language models is a balance that does not show us the full capabilities of models. These models have to balance compute.
1: They have to balance cost with quality. They're capable of obviously much, much more. So, you know, earlier uh, we had a great comment from Nancy. Right? She said something about
0: you know uh, tokens and cost, and yes, this will be this will have to be a premium add-on, I would assume, right? I would assume, but I also wouldn't be surprised if this does get released and open AI is just for a while taking a bath on this. It's going to be very expensive, even if we have to pay twenty dollars a month additionally to use this and we get you know a couple generations an hour, maybe we get one or two. I would assume that OpenAI will still be losing money on this. I will assume that they will not care early on because they want us all to use it. They want us all to help train their model. You know, we might get two different variations and you might choose which one's better. They want to see those thumbs up and thumbs down. They need real world humans to train a model that is for the future, for real world AGI. right? We have to talk about... Compute for today versus compute for tomorrow. Have any of you, right? Like we talk about on the show all the time, on Everyday AI. We always talk about, oh, you you know, more more companies and NVIDIA and, um, you know, Microsoft creating their own chips, uh, Amazon creating their own chips, uh, you you know, Sam Altman trying to raise $7 trillion, which is an asinine amount, right? Why? Because all of us right now, are we suffering? From this lack of compute power? No, we're not. We can go on and use these models, right? Pretty much, yeah, there's limits, there's throttling, there's caps, but we can use them essentially fairly well. We're not crippled by today's lack of compute. This is for tomorrow. This is for AGI, right? There's a reason. The two leading voices um, in the push for AGI, obviously it's Sam Altman and OpenAI so far ahead of everyone else in terms of they've been on the AGI kind of bandwagon for longer. And recently, you know, Mark Zuckerberg has become more vocal. So, you know, you have uh, Zuckerberg and Meta being very vocal and saying, yeah, we're investing billions of dollars in chips, right? And Here's Sam Altman who says, okay, I see your billions. I say 7 trillion or joking around on Twitter, 8 trillion. It's compute for tomorrow. So let's combine all of that. I know we're still on point two here. We're going to wrap up. Point three is pretty straightforward. But combine all of that, everything that we just talked about with AGI, and a lot of people don't understand what OpenAI can currently do with its
1: different products, right? Can't use them all in the same interface. A lot of them you can. Ready? I'm going to run them down.
0: You have GPT vision, so OpenAI can see. You have GPT
1: voice, OpenAI can talk. You have Whisper. OpenAI can listen. Jukebox, which they've been sitting on for years, and it's actually pretty impressive.
0: OpenAI can make music and sing. Data analysis. OpenAI can write code and understand data. Just the GPT-4 technology. OpenAI can understand. That is your general use case. Then you have Sora where it can understand relationships
1: in the real world now. And then in the blue, you have two things in the future, right? Which I would presume are in the works.
0: You have agents which can perform tasks. And you have that $7 trillion of compute, which is essentially unlimited
1: resources, right? Yeah, that could take many months or multiple years to achieve. Are you getting it now? Are you understanding what's happening? Yes, Sora is text to video, but
0: OpenAI told us. OpenAI told us. Just most people don't want to
1: read. This is a step toward AGI. Y'all, you not see it. Receipts on the board. So right now, OpenAI. It can see,
0: it can talk. it can listen and understand voices. It can sing and create music. It can write code and analyze data. It can actually understand and future models will be better with human reasoning. It is starting to understand relationships, and it will soon, reportedly be able to perform tasks like a human. You wanted the hot take? This is a mild take, right? Because I don't want to be, you know, uh, too much hyperbole. I don't want to be, you know, too much
1: sensationalized click, click, click bait. The writing is literally on my wall right here. And they are telling us,
0: they are telling us, if you bother to read the research paper and to look at past whatever is
1: going viral on Twitter or LinkedIn, you will see. This is about AGI. Referenced this earlier. So it's important to, you know, this this Google DeepMind
0: uh, a couple months ago. And also, if you don't know much about Google DeepMind, I'd say they are by far the leading AI research team in the world. All right. So they released a couple months ago, this little chart. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. I'm going to give you a high level overview. But essentially, it's different levels of AI and different levels of AGI, right? So you have narrow, which are certain tasks. Right. And right now, AI can already perform when you look at specific tasks better than any human. Right. You have your level two, which is, you know, average. You have your level three, which is expert, let's just say 90th percentile. And then you have your level four, your virtuoso, which is 99%, which is better than almost anyone. So on narrow tasks, individual tasks, AI already wipes the floor. Right. And there's already all these studies that's already been done. Right. General is a different story. That's what all these big companies are working toward. AI, artificial general intelligence, AGI, that's just better at everything than humans. Are we there yet? Maybe, maybe not. Probably, we're close. Will we know when we get there? Not necessarily. Could be happening before our very eyes. People who follow AI and have been following it for much longer than I have and AGI say it's its just going to happen, right? There's not going to be a warning. All of a sudden, it's going to be, oh, okay, yeah, we have AGI, right? So. Level one emerging AGI, it's already there, right? So that's, is AI better than essentially unskilled humans, right? There's not a nice way to say that, but, you know, people who are unskilled, uneducated, is AI in general better than those people? Yes. But you don't really start talking about AGI until you get to level two, which is competent, which is when at general tasks, AI is better than the average human. Are we there today? No. Could we be there soon? Yes. You know, these predictions, go back and look. Five years ago, five years ago, I'll try to find these studies. I have so many studies floating around in my head. Five years ago, I believe they said, oh, we'll have AGI by 2060. All right. In 2019, they
1: said 2060. You know, they said we were decades out. Today, they're saying, oh, it could be a year. could be a year or less, you know? because. All of these, all of this
0: uh, new technology in this race right now, people did not five years ago understand how important generative AI would be to the U.S. economy. They did not understand that every single of the largest like companies in the U.S. are investing billions of dollars into AI. We did not foresee that five years ago. Most people did not. That is why the developments are coming way faster than even the smartest researchers five, six, seven years ago could have ever predicted. They said decades. And then three years ago, they said, ah, oh, maybe a decade. And now today people are saying,
1: ah, it might be a year. It could be as quick as a year. It's enough on AGI. Let's get to point three. I don't think anyone will catch OpenAI in Microsoft. It'll take
0: what I'm calling a double acquisition to get close. And if you did listen to my 2024 bold predictions, which, hey, you never, would have, you never would have thought this. A show from two months ago, so many of them have already come true. And People were like, no, Jordan, these won't come true. Anyways, I said, two or three months ago, I said, there is going to be a very large acquisition in 2024, an acquisition that most people aren't expecting. And here's kind of the rationale or the reasoning behind it. Companies are now like now what you see with Sora and when the general public understands that Sora is about more than video, it's about more than text to video. Once the rest of the world and the tech world starts to understand that you're going to see pressure, big companies and their stocks. Once they're, uh, the analysts and the investors and the general public understands what this means from OpenAI and Microsoft. Again, Microsoft owns 49% of OpenAI. So you got to talk about them in tandem. Once the rest of the world catches up, whether that's in two weeks, two months, or two years, an acquisition is the only way out for these other companies, period. Whether that happens, like I said, tomorrow, who knows? Maybe an acquisition is close. Maybe it's going to still be a couple of months, but a big acquisition is going to happen. There is no other way around it in 2024. All right. So I'm going to categorize these. We have our tech titans and what I call startups that can burst or startups that can ignite. I will say highly flammable startups, right? Startups that once they combine with the tech titan, they can do something big. So our tech titans, we essentially have Amazon, Meta, Alphabet, which is Google, Apple, and NVIDIA, right? So aside from Microsoft, I'd say, and you know, you could throw Tesla in there as well, but they're kind of competing in a different space. So you have Amazon, Meta, Google, Apple, NVIDIA. All right. And then you have your startups that can burst or your startups that can ignite. You have Anthropic, you have Midjourney, you have Cohere, you have Stability AI, you have Hugging Face, you have Runway, you have Pika. Yeah, there's probably one or two more you might be able to throw in there, but I'm not talking, you know, companies that are just like, Rappers like GPT rappers. I'm not talking about this. Yeah, I know there's companies that are valued at billions of dollars that are essentially GPT rappers. I'm talking about companies that have unique technology that they've built in-house, right? So Anthropic, Mid-Journey, Cohere, Stability, AI, Hugging Face, Runway, Pika.
1: Yeah, there's probably one or two more. It is going to take a te- either two tech titans combining
0: forces you know, I think you also have to throw in probably, you know, IBM in there, you know, some of those more that are in hardware as well, right? But then I think they're, you're going to have to acquire multiple, right? If you're Amazon, you might have to uh, acquire Anthropic and MidJourney. They've already invested heavily into Anthropic, right? If you're Meta, I would I would keep my eyes on Meta, right? Meta, I think from a multimodality standpoint is the one closest to where open AI will be soon, if that makes sense. Right. Meta might have to acquire uh, you know, as an example, a, a hugging face and a, a runway, or, you know, uh, Apple might have to acquire a, a Pika and a stability AI. I don't know, but it is going to take either multiple tech Titans combining forces, which I don't see that happening. Um, you know, I should have thrown IBM and some others in the mix here, or it will take one of these tech Titans acquiring multiple igniting startups to compete with the combination of open AI and Microsoft. They are so far, they are so far ahead of everyone else, right? NVIDIA, not, you know, I guess NVIDIA is also kind of, it's in, in its own category, right? Because yeah, they just released their chat with RTX, but technically you know, most of these big tech titans are uh, clients or they pay NVIDIA for their chips. So I know NVIDIA is kind of on the outside. Tesla is kind of on the outside. IBM's kind of on the outside. But, you know, even specifically, if we're looking at Amazon, Mata, uh, Google, Apple, they're going to have to acquire
1: multiple of these companies,
0: I think, to compete.
1: Because, geez, look at Gemini 1.5. I'm not super impressed.
0: Look at these, uh, you know, these video models, right? Even that Meta and, Goog- and, and Google have, have uh, previewed. Oh gosh, I feel bad for those very smart people who have spent a lot of time building what are very impressive models. And then you see Sora, right? It's in its own
1: hemisphere. It is in its own stratosphere. It is not close. I want to hear from you. That's all I got for today. It is about so much more to recap, right? It is about so much more than just text
0: to video. You have to look at the bigger picture, all right? Number one, Sora is light years ahead of everyone else with text to video. So if you're just looking at it at that, at face value. Number two, the timing, you gotta look at the timing. That has to mean AGI is much closer than we think. And number three, I don't think anyone right now without doing something drastic can catch OpenAI and Microsoft. I hope this was helpful, y'all. We spend so much time doing this. People always ask me, hey, Jordan, how can we support everyday AI? Well, we're going to be officially launching some consulting services soon. But right now, hey, if this was helpful... Please share this episode. You know, if you're listening on, on LinkedIn, you know, repost it. If you're on Twitter, retweet it or re-exit or whatever that's called, uh, share this with friends, tag them in the comments here, you know, text them, talk to them about it. We are trying to be your best friend in AI. We are trying to cut through the noise, cut through the Billy boys. They're just trying to make a buck off you. They're just trying to lead you down the wrong road. We bring receipts. We bring you the facts. Yeah, every Tuesday we we spice in some hot takes and we give you some opinions but I think that generative AI education is essential for all of us to grow our companies and to grow our careers. I'd appreciate it if you let others know. And join us tomorrow. Your voice and your context, how to scale a content engine with AI. I'm excited for tomorrow's conversation. I'm excited. Thank you for joining us. Make sure to go to youreverydayai.com. This is going to be a big newsletter, so make sure you check it out. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you back tomorrow and every day for more Everyday AI. Thanks, y'all.